welcome back to the Turning 30 podcast, a place where we talk about what it's really like to turn 30. I'm your host, life coach Emma Wilson, and I'm here to help you feel better, get unstuck, and be more confident in your 30s. And welcome to this week's solo episode, where I'm going to be sharing some thoughts on turning 35 and some reflections that I've had around the time of my birthday. As I'm recording this, it's almost two weeks since I celebrated my 35th birthday. I celebrated in style. I went to a desert party with a group of really close friends. And actually, I'm somebody who doesn't usually really celebrate birthdays in a in a big party way. It's really not my style. But for some reason, I felt like this year was a huge reason to celebrate and to let go and to be in nature. The desert is my all-time favorite place to go and I felt like I really wanted to be there but also listening to some amazing music and being surrounded by good friends. And what I want to do in this episode is really talk to you about some things about turning 35. I've not structured this at all, it's going to be a full-on freestyle. I've got some notes here that I scribbled down just before of topics that have been whirling around my head, things that have been on my mind in the run-up to my birthday, but it's not a list of the top three things you should do when you're turning 35, it's nothing of the sort, it really is just some musings and some reflections and it's very important to say that for me, birthdays are a very reflective time, so much so that I ended up creating a business that was centered around turning 30, I was really so in that space of having a birthday as sometimes a trigger and sometimes a opportunity to really dig down and dive deep into yourself and your life and where you are that I decided to choose my niche of turning 30 and honestly I've never looked back and I know that not everybody resonates with this every time I do a birthday poll on my Instagram I'm always surprised that some people don't really feel reflective on their birthday or don't feel triggered and sometimes they don't cry on their birthdays which for me is crazy weird because for me that a birthday could not go by without both happy and sad tears and I think that this is something that people probably look at my Instagram look at my business look at the podcast and think wow Emma loves birthdays or Emma loves you know being in her 30s so much that each year it comes easy to her and the truth is is that the reason I started this business and the reason that I talk about this niche is that it does trigger me and therefore I can really resonate with every one of you that feels that each time a birthday comes around things come up to the surface and things that are bubbling up and other times of year but the months before your birthday you actually start to allow them to come you give yourself permission to ask those questions so just to note that this is something that is really important to me and is something that I think defines me and my business compared to others I want to also before I even dive into this topic thank you all because this week we hit 50,000 downloads on the podcast which is just for me, such an amazing landmark. Every time I hit a landmark in the podcast, I go back to the days where I promise myself 
in a million years I would never ever ever start a podcast but luckily I did and here we are and I always like to really acknowledge the fact that firstly I don't give a shit about statistics I really don't care if one person listens to this and it changed their lives or a million people to me it's a passion project that I thoroughly enjoy I love connecting and speaking with other guests I love having people on to have these inspiring and expansive conversations and even though it's difficult for me a lot of the time I love being able to run these solo episodes where I'm really vulnerable and I share with you things in my life that I wouldn't otherwise share and there was so much fear in that there was so much fear in opening myself up and actually really speaking about things that I would usually be too nervous to share in in public and things that maybe are sometimes a little bit taboo and there are things that maybe some of you will listen and people will listen and think oh I really disagree with Emma that's actually not what I think and there was so much speculation of how others would judge me you know not even from my close friends and family who would also be exposed to this but the wider world what if I said something wrong what if people didn't want to hear my story what if people would think my voice sounded funny or my accent sounded funny and there's just so much joy in choosing to do something despite the fear there's so much joy in choosing to do something even when it scares you even when it makes you feel ridiculously uncomfortable and believe me for so many years in my business before I started the podcast I could not hear myself speak it was a huge barrier for me to overcome to do this because when I edit the podcast I have to listen to myself and I have to hear my voice and thank goodness I didn't listen to those fears thank goodness I really said to myself okay this is going to feel uncomfortable but I'm going to embrace it anyway because imagine if I would have caved into my brain being a bitch to me and telling me it would not be possible or telling me that it wouldn't be received well this whole thing wouldn't even exist and 50,000 of you wouldn't have listened to me speaking and sometimes I laugh to myself that my voice is being played in someone's headphones that I don't know I think it's such a strange concept But then I remind myself that the mission of this podcast is to bring all of you what I wanted to hear. When I was turning 30 and I was having my turning 30 crisis and I was Googling turning 30 and finding out my career, turning 30 and dating and all of the things, I would have loved to just have a podcast that spoke about these episodes, these topics. So so it's really just a huge pleasure to be here with you all and a huge pleasure to host this podcast and if you like it and you resonate with it and you feel like it adds something to your life I would really appreciate if you reviewed it rated it and forwarded it send send it to all your friends who you feel would really appreciate the podcast and also share it on social media I know some of you aren't as active on social media as I am but for those of you who are and you resonate with this episode or any of the other episodes please just share it and let's spread the turning 30 word and the turning 30 mission let's dive in to how I feel about my new age of turning 35 and just as a heads up what I'm going to be talking about is just a few 
topics such as fertility, feelings about aging, health, mindset, of course. Would there ever be a podcast episode without a mindset piece? And also at the end, I'm going to talk to you about a little announcement that I have. So turning 35 for me was a really loaded age. And I think that 30 is also a loaded age. And when I say loaded, I mean it has a lot of connotations and a lot of pressure. And I think that 30 comes from this round number. It's the new decade. And obviously Forbes 30 under 30. There's so much stigma around being in this new decade. But for a woman, turning 35 has so many connotations about where you should be in your life because of a biological clock and because of this thing about if you're 35 and you're not on the way to becoming a mother, then we have been taught, I don't even want to say signaled, genuinely outwardly taught that this is a problem because our bodies won't for very much longer be able to bear children. And I think something that happens sometimes, and it has happened to me even though I've been aware of it as I've got along and it definitely happens to some of my clients and I really coach them on this is that when we turn 30 we go through this process of like okay uh, I'm not exactly where I want to be my list of things my manual didn't work out exactly as I wanted it to and then we go through a process of acceptance we go through a process of okay, so it didn't work out, I can accept that my path is different to what I thought, and I'm going to start building a new path. And what a lot of people do is they push those 30 manuals onto 35. You say, okay, I accept the fact that I'm not married now, and I'm not having children now, and that my career isn't what I wanted it to be. But by the time I turn 35 in five years time, I will have done that. And it's interesting because a lot of the time we still haven't and I think I'm a good example of that when I was turning 30 when I was 29 and I got involved in all this work in my head it was like okay this hasn't gone exactly the way I planned it but by the time I turn 35 I will be married and I will have children and I kind of gave myself a grace period that I know a lot of us give ourselves but the truth is that the work here isn't about always pushing that milestone further back it's not saying okay so I didn't get it by 30 I'll get it by 35 or I didn't get it by 35 so I'll get it by 40 and I want to be clear here that I'm not saying we shouldn't set goals but we shouldn't always tie them to an age because when we do that it's like we lose our power to actually just go and do something without setting a deadline and deadlines are really onerous and I think that when we push those dates back and back and back, we're really not letting go of what I think is fundamental here. And that's understanding and accepting that our life path sometimes doesn't work out exactly as we thought it would. That our life path can take twists and turns because things that happen sometimes outside of our control mean that we don't always meet the stringent timelines that we thought we would. And 35 for a lot of women, myself included, can be highly charged because of this decreasing fertility fear. And I think that it's really important for everybody listening who, no matter what age you are, understands that this concept of tying your worth, your self-worth, to having done something by a certain time 
is a little bit of a recipe for disaster. I think most of us do it. And that's why I have my business and why this niche works so well for me. But I think at the end of the day, the key to true happiness is to not have self-worth dependent on anything, be that a person, be that a job, and be that an age. And it's an ongoing process for me to really learn how to process that and and release and surrender to not knowing if things are going to happen by a certain time and just being okay with that. And I think getting vulnerable here and sharing, for me, 35 was this faraway age always that I would have achieved motherhood and I would have been in a place in my life that was more stable and more family oriented. Even to the point where I look back at the time when I was making big life decisions to move country at the age of 27 and I was reading a blog. I used to write a blog called Heels for Flip Flops and it talks about when I hung up my heels to, as a lawyer to go and live in the Mediterranean in Tel Aviv and I speak about maybe one day I'm going to be 35 and single and all my friends will be on two babies and I need to learn how to understand and accept that and it's really funny reading it back and seeing it come true and seeing that that was the path that was meant for me maybe in some way I prophesized it but I don't know if I believe in that actually but I think it's really important to acknowledge here that even the 27 year old version of me tied something to the age of 35 because in the blog I actually write maybe I will be 35 or what about the woman who turns 35 there is something about 35 that just brings up things for people and I think that again I was talking before about it's this journey to motherhood and for me it's been a very personal journey of understanding that I do want to become a mother It is something that I definitely want in my life, but I just don't want to do it from a place of being rushed and a place of panic and a place where I feel like it's out of my control. Because the absolute truth is that the data of fertility and being able to have children past 35, and let's talk about what it's called, the 35 cliff, that's what they call it, that on your 35th birthday you basically your fertility starts drastically declining your egg reserve dries up and it's not true and I think that it's really important to acknowledge that it's not true now I'm not saying it's not true that in our you know from the age of 35 to 40 and beyond that our egg reserve isn't declining it is and I think that's something that we all need to come to terms with But nothing happens on the eve of your 35th birthday that means you won't be able to have children after. And the data that is responsible for this societal norm of talking about the 35 cliff is actually taken from French uh, farmers from the 1900s, I'm talking about like 1910, I think it is, who were part of this big study about fertility. And these are very, very different women who exist today. This study is over 100 years old, but it still permeated all of our beliefs about being in our 30s and having children. And I really want to talk out loud about this because I think it's not spoken about enough that it's bullshit. The data doesn't add up. 
And it's really important to know that at the end of the day, whether you have a kid at 33, 34, 35, 36, 37, you still have the same risks and complications that you do when you are in your 20s. And when I say that, I'm not saying that the statistics are wrong about increased chances of miscarriage and all of the things that are in addition to that. But what I mean is our fertility isn't always dictated by our age. We, I know people who are in their early 20s who struggled to have babies. And I also know many women who got pregnant easily in their early 40s and everything in between. Because even though age on some level can dictate fertility, it's not the only factor at play. I'm about to freeze my eggs. It's been on the horizon for a while. But either way, I do have this strong inner knowing that when the time is right for me to bring a child into the world, it will happen. And I'm really practicing trusting in the divine timing of this. And I hope that I can inspire all of you too as well. The biggest thing that came from my trip to Costa Rica when I went two years ago, actually, that's not true. It was 18 months ago. I met so many amazing women who were in their early 40s and having children for the first time. And many of them said to me, if you are healthy and you look after yourself and your fertility, then there's no reason why you would be able to not have a child in your 40s. And if you don't, then there are ways and things that you can do to bring a child to the world that might not be so conventional. It might be to adopt. It might be to have IVF it might be lots of different options but the point is is that when we put this huge stress on ourselves that when we're turning 35 and beyond that we won't be able to have the option to have a child we're taking away all of our power and nothing good can come from that the other day I saw a post from a woman that I follow on uh, Facebook She's somebody who I met years ago and she was writing about how she's always done things later than everyone else. Her timelines are always really different from all of her friends, all of her family. She was a late bloomer. She did everything differently. And she was writing this post to wish herself a happy 50th birthday. And on her 50th birthday, she was just about to give birth to her second baby as a single mum. And her first baby she'd had at the age of 46. And it just reminded me that when there's a will, there's a way. And if this woman would have listened to what society told her was right, then she probably wouldn't have tried to have a baby at the age of 50. But here she was bringing a beautiful child into the world and she was doing it on her own terms without a partner and age was no limit for her. And then I thought to myself, wow, I'm turning 35 in a few months when I, at the time of reading it. And I thought, just the idea of knowing that in 10 years time, I can have this choice and I can go down this path if and when I want to made me feel so free so I recommend to all of you who feel that pressure that fertility pressure to really consider that there are other ways and that all of the data that you know and have been absorbing isn't true now the last thing I want to say is that if this is something that occupies space in your brain at any age really but I'm talking specifically about when you're in your 30s and it's something that you think about and you worry about and you feel like you're basing decisions on or you're dating according to it, I would really, really recommend going to get your fertility checked. I think that this is something that we can all do that's really empowering and I really recommend it because sometimes we can start to worry about things 
that aren't actually the truth. And until we have that knowledge, until we have those circumstances to say, okay, my fertility is something that I need to worry about. Now I can start the process of doing something about it. We are just speculating. I'm a huge, huge advocate for taking control of your fertility, going and doing the test, doing the test themselves aren't anything onerous. It's blood tests that you do and there's a scan. And I think that for me anyway, it just gave me a little peace of mind. And I also have clients that it did come back that they had to worry about their fertility, but they took control of it. And there's something about that space where we can get into of the worrying, will I be able to, won't I? And the truth is science is there for us to go and do the checks. Science is there for us to go and give us some knowledge that can potentially be peace of mind or potentially be some action taking in the future. So I'm not a fertility expert in the slightest, but I really think that there's no shame in being in tune with your wants and to discover your body, to discover how your body is. And there's just no harm of having information to make a decision. Maybe you're listening to this and it's not relevant for you. Maybe having children isn't something that is on the horizon for you and it's not something that you are really interested in. Or maybe you just don't feel like checking it. But if you do, I really recommend going and getting the check. In a few weeks, I have an amazing podcast guest on who's going to talk about how changing your diet can really help your fertility. So for any of you who are interested in making life choices right now that are going to be able to dictate your fertility in the future, then this is going to be an amazing episode for you. And I've also invited another incredible guest who I'm so excited to bring to you, who goes on Instagram by the Midlife Muse. And she is somebody who speaks really openly in all of her content about aging and the beauty of aging and how we can be women who age and mature with such beauty and grace and she's going to come on the podcast to talk all about that so I'm really excited to be hosting some guests on this topic and yes these are people I invited because there are things that in the past year I've become really interested in things that I actually wasn't that interested in years before but in the run-up to my 35th birthday I've definitely become more aware of and attuned to. And that leads on to my next scribble on my piece of paper that I wanted to talk about turning 35. And that's this general narrative around growing older. There's negative connotation that is, whether we like it or not, there is a negative connotation about aging and going towards 40. So many people say to me, wow, 34, 35 were really, really big birthdays for me because all of a sudden 40 is on the horizon. And I've been really thinking about it. Like, what's so bad about turning 40 that we really have got this thing in our heads that we can only enjoy our 30s at the start because the thought of turning 40 is this, you know, overwhelming, awful point in our lives. And it's just not true. And I was really thinking about this, that actually, as somebody who is 35, and I'm kind of touching wood here because I don't want to tempt fate, but... I'm the healthiest I've probably ever been. I think if I look back to my late 20s when I was 28, 29, I definitely wasn't as health health conscious as I am now. And it's definitely come from a place where I am just more aware and conscious of my lifestyle choices. 
maybe because of social media and because the way that the world's going now there is this you know green juice health revolution happening that maybe wasn't present 10 years ago but in general my mid-20s were a blur of living off packet MS ready meals and I very rarely exercised but it didn't matter because at that point I barely put weight on and I honestly think the extent of my exercise was probably walking up the tube stairs in a rush to get to work and I definitely didn't value my body as this vessel for me to take care of and now I do and as a result of that I actually feel like the older that I'm getting the more healthy I feel and my 34th birthday gave me a really refreshing look at my health because it's the first time that I actually said I'm going to get on top of all my doctor's appointments and my checks. I'm going to start thinking about freezing my eggs and doing all the fertility tests. I had my first ever facial and started using skincare products on my face after years of using simple wipes. I've practiced yoga more consistently. I'm in general more aware of moving my body. I recently did a short nutrition course with the podcast guest that I spoke about. And just in general, I started to be more aware that my health and my body is something that I really want to take care of. And I think that this is something that is a beautiful thing about age is that we start to do that. And whilst all the memes say, oh, you know, your neck's going to be hurting by now. And don't get me wrong, there are some parts of the aging process that we can't deny, like the fact that hangovers hit way harder now. But in general, I don't think that five years ago I could say that my body feels like it does now and this is linked to all of the work that I've done on myself what I just I've just spoken about now these physical things and also the importance of having a routine in the past I really rolled my eyes at people who had stringent morning routines and who did all the things but actually this is something that has changed my life I have been experiencing in the past few months big personal shifts and the thing that's kept me grounded is being able to wake up in the morning and select the things that I want to do whether that's going to be journaling which it usually is or yoga or walking the dog or listening to a specific podcast making healthy food all of the non-negotiables that I never had in my life before I think that it's really important to recognize that the reason that I feel great about being in my 30s the reason I feel like each year gets better and better is because I'm really taking care of myself and really importantly taking care of my mind and I think that mindset is something that undoubtedly gets better when we grow older you know we can talk about our bodies changing and we can talk about oh as a woman you know our hair goes gray and our uh, bodies change shape and like I said before the hangovers hit differently but the one thing that undoubtedly gets better year on year if you want it to and if you dedicate yourself to it is your mind and recently I was doing some research for one of my workshops and I read somewhere that your personality and your brain is only finally fully formed at the age of 35 so for everyone listening all of the other things that I brought to you up until now were from my non-fully formed brain but now I having turned 35 two weeks ago 
have finally become a fully formed human being obviously I'm joking but I think that it's something really really true that we don't acknowledge enough year on year if we do the work our minds can become healthier we become more self-aware we become more uh, able to deal with things and tackle things and consciously evolve than every single year before getting older brings with it the sense of self-knowledge self-awareness and self-confidence that I am so grateful for and I do not acknowledge enough how important it is and I really hope that all of you understand and know that with each year you have the opportunity to become wiser and to get to know yourself more and to make conscious decisions about your health but also about your mental health and if you're feeling that it's the opposite way around like your mindset is deteriorating or declining as the years go by I want you to know that it's in your hands and you have the power to do something about it you absolutely can and learning about coaching and being in this world even listening to this podcast is an opportunity to grow an opportunity to evolve and expand your mind into something completely different this mindset shift actually became really apparent to me on this birthday the desert party that I went to to celebrate originally or the last time I went to exactly the same party I was 29 years old maybe 30 and I remember being there and not feeling so secure I remember I was also with a group of friends and feeling a little bit unsure of myself and being nervous to go having a little bit of social anxiety thinking a little bit like oh I don't know if I look good and when I was there I really reflected on wow I remember I was full of this self-doubt and I was really lacking in confidence and I'm a confident person as a baseline but in general when I was there I remember really caring what other people thought and when I was there this time I really recognized that difference I said wow I'm such a different person now I didn't feel this almost self-doubt creeping in all the time I didn't have the same social anxiety I always have a baseline of social anxiety but that's another topic for another time but in general I just really acknowledged like oh this is what it feels like to go back to the same place that I was five years later and appreciate my age and appreciate my growth and appreciate that I've actually turned out into such a a person who can own who she is and it was just really nice And then I also watched that same week the J-Lo documentary on Netflix. It's all about her halftime show. And wow, she is just such an inspiration for so many reasons. She's such a powerful woman. And she is now 52 in the documentary. She had just turned 50. And it all started off the documentary by saying, I couldn't have achieved anything earlier than this. Like I'm just getting started. And she just owns the fact that she's 50 and her life and the way that she approaches things is so unique and so not limited by age. I loved every minute of that documentary because it just reminded me how, firstly, we can fail all the time at all different stages and carry on and get back up and really make sure that we get the goals that we want in the end anyway, no matter how many years it might take. And secondly, that 
age isn't a limiting factor and if anything sometimes we want to be in a place where we're ready for things and we're not actually ready yet and JLo says in the documentary I could not have done this halftime show before I was 50 which I thought was amazing because she had waited a really long time to be asked to do that and to be asked to do that performance the whole documentary just reminded me that and the fact that it even surprised me so much shows how important it is to have role models who are older who are really breaking the taboo of aging and being a woman who is not in her 20s but still making such waves and making such a difference. I'm going to finish off this episode by talking to you about a new direction that I'm taking turning 30 and an announcement that I have been waiting to make for a little while. And I think this links back to what I was saying at the start of the episode that when birthdays come around for me, they are a huge source of reflection and a chance to ask those questions. And in June, so my birthday is the end of June, at the start of the month, I decided to take a month. I'm not going to call it a break because I was still coaching my one-on-one clients and I was still uh, in contact with many of you, but I definitely took a step back. And I started reflecting and thinking about the business and what I want to do. And it became very clear to me that actually a really important, not really important, a foundational part of my why, of why I really want to help people and why it's so important for me to run my business and do what I do is to be an example of how you can go and find a career and a working life that feels right for you. This is something that in 33 years of my life, I struggled with. I jumped from job to job. I never felt like I could deal with other people in the workplace and I struggled with authority and I struggled to just find passion in things when I was an employee. And it was something that I really struggled with because it was this expectation that I was going to get a good job in a framework as an employee and after a while I truly realized that this isn't actually for me and I want to be my own boss and I want to do my own thing and I want to have autonomy and I want to have flexibility and I want to work remotely and I want to be able to do things in my life that aren't contained and aren't in a really specific framework and that is my big journey to this point today and I'm now celebrating two years full-time and I've just hit a big financial goal in my business and I've done it all as a self-employed person and I was really thinking during this month off my passion is and it already is this is not something new it's already something that I do with so many clients is to help people to also become self-employed it's to help people leave the nine to five whether that's strategically to set up a side business with intent to go uh, full-time freelance later on whether it's to help people who have been in their businesses for so many years and are experts in their fields and now want to take that expert knowledge and become consultants, whether that's those of you who are ready to explore a new way, uh, a new, a brand new career. Maybe you want to become a life coach. Maybe you want to retrain as a graphic designer. Whatever it is, there's something in there for me that just really is the truest passion and the. I know that when I'm coaching, it's the thing that I enjoy the most is helping people to understand their own values and be able to translate that into a career and it's something that I think is a really great combination of the mindset things that I'm 
very much an expert in and also the practical things so you know what it will take to become self-employed productivity how to set up your day how to make sure that you go and get clients negotiating those clients handing your notice in at your current job making a plan all of these things that I know so many people who want to actually go and do the steps to become self-employed but they're just totally overwhelmed by actually going to do it and that's where I come in and I want to be able to hold your hand if you're ready to take that leap and go and create the career that feels good for you I'm opening up mentorship spots so this is a little bit different from my turning 30 one-on-one coaching program it's six months mentorship and by the end of it we will set the goals but my goal for you is to be self-employed by the end of that six months and then you can have a career that fits into your life and will be able to provide you with a very different lifestyle and take it from me getting up in the morning and not having to commute and being able to do my morning routine and being able to just create my calendar has been one of the best things that I could have ever asked for and I'm so in gratitude for it and I'm so grateful to all the guides and the mentors that helped me to get to this place that now I want to pay it back and I want to help you. So the link to book a consultation call it's a free hour with me to see if it will be a good next step for you to leave the nine to five to set up your own business and whether that's a consultancy or to do something different or whatever that might look like you can set up a call in my calendar it's 100% free no strings attached and in the call we're going to talk about exactly how it would look like working together and the next steps that you would have to take in order to do that whether you are working with me or not. And on that note, I'm going to wish you all a really lovely rest of the day. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you all on the podcast next week.